everyone, and welcome to the Bus Podcast. Uh, I am your host for this week, Holly, uh, and with me today, as always, is my co-host Luca. Hello. And Buck. Hi. Uh, and we are an Agents of Shield rewatch podcast where Luca and I guide Buck, who has never seen the show before, through the series from start to finish, sharing our thoughts, criticisms, and love for the show. So this week, we just finished watching Season 1, Episode 5, uh, The Girl in the Flower Dress. Uh, and it there's a lot of stuff in this episode, I think, personally. Um, so, But does anyone else have any general comments before we get into it? It's plot time, is what I'll say. It is <laughs> yeah. plot time. It's plot time, baby. Plot time, baby. <laughs> yeah, we're five episodes in. It's... It's time to weave in some more main plot stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got a bit of it last episode. Um but that seems this this seems to be something kind of like like a different like it's a spe- very specifically a tie into stuff. It, yeah, it's continuing stuff that already ha- whereas yeah. last episode yeah. was like starting new stuff. But yeah, we can get into it uh right away then. Um I guess the opening of the episode, we see uh, Chan Ho Yin, who is a street magician in Hong Kong, um, kind of doing just like, you know, street magic stuff. Uh, when a woman in a flower dress named Reina approaches and decides to show off a bit, he displays the fact that he has like fire powers and shit. He's a firebender. Um, yeah. yeah. Also, I just want to say his street magic was good, and I. Yeah, like the like those people beside him who were like, the, they were in the egg the entire time. It's like screw <laughs> off. Yeah, he was doing fine. He was yeah. doing fine. <laughs> he was doing um, his best. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they the two of them have a brief exchange. Uh, Chen takes Reina, the girl in the flower dress. She's a woman, but they call her a girl <laughs> for some reason. Um, and uh, they have a brief exchange about his the fact that he could do fire shit uh before she and a bunch of hazmat suit weirdos kidnap him (laughs) (laughs) not exactly how you want your first date to go no (laughs) they reminded me of the bad guys from monsters inc or whatever the hazmat (laughs) (laughs) a little bit yeah 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 spoiler alert this is the first time we've seen reyna um and she always creeps me out with her weird sexual thing that she does every fucking time yeah, I think we should talk about that at the very end of the episode because yes. it gets it gets wild there. But yeah, yeah, I have I have thoughts about Raina in general, but I, yeah, I I think we can save that for the end of the yeah. episode. She just freaks me out. Yeah, <laughs> we kind of like cut. That's the cold open done, and we get a scene of Ward and Sky on the bus playing Battleship with each other, <laughs> which is. It's a lot. The notes that I have for this one are mostly like, first of all, it's like a different side that we're seeing toward, where like he's always been like a little bit of a goofball, but like that's mostly just been because he's like too serious. Whereas this one, he's like literally playing Battleship, and we also learned that it was his idea in the first place to play Battleship, which um, is wild. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, like. But the scene, like the notes that I have for this, is just like Sky is just so playful in this scene. Yeah. Um, like it's 
like she's always been playful and stuff, but like I just love seeing it. Yeah, and she's <laughs> and very really happy. Like I think it's it, it appears at least that she's very happy with how she's adjusting to the crew and all that. Yeah, it's funny considering how the rest of the episode goes that she's so like comfortable here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. She definitely gets into some shit later on that really makes her question like her place in the team i think yeah i also appreciate that the lead-in to this scene was like ward seemingly giving off a really serious speech and they just cut back and it's just two battlefield boards <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's just like i think the line is just like Ward's just like all right, I'm not going to take it easy on you, you know? The kitty gloves are off. And then Sky, and then Sky just, like, looks at him and says, like, G4 or whatever. And then he just, like, says, like, hit. And then it pans out, and it's just, like, two battleship boards. And it's, yeah. it's really good. And and Sky saying, like, you gotta say it. You gotta say it. And then he's like, you yeah. sank my sunk battleship. My battleship. <laughs> it's, so good. it's, yeah, it's really good. Um... And yeah, and then we get kind of like a shot of Coulson and May kind of like watching over the two of them, the proud parents that they are. Um, <laughs> Mom and dad. Yeah. And yeah. And they uh, have this weird conversation that sounds very sexual. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, yeah, because uh, they definitely seem to be more getting into the groove of what I assume was like their kind of uh, relationship going on. Not like relationship, relationship, but like how they yeah. talked when they were working the field. Yeah, um, May May is smiling in this scene, which is something that have we seen we haven't, that? I, I probably don't remember. but like in passing at most. Like this one whereas in this one she's like smiling for basically the whole scene. And I didn't get like a like a sexual thing, but it was definitely very playful coming from May, like saying that like, hey, like if you're gonna be up in the mornings, um like I can roll up the mats and we can like like basically spar for a couple rounds. Yeah. Um I mean I I like to believe that she was actually wanting to like physically like beat him up. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like, May, so it's probably that's probably accurate. That's yeah. what I would assume. But yeah. Uh but then they get a call basically the 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 shield signal goes off. <laughs> um, shield signal. And they receive a briefing from uh, someone, an agent Quan from Hong Kong, who is uh, Chan's like assignee. They kind of like reveal, and they start talking about Chan's disappearance. Um, and it is revealed that he, that Shield knew about him, and he was under Shield supervision uh, on something called the Index. Uh, I I love how this scene where Sky is like questioning about the index takes place immediately yeah. before she's just called out mm-hmm. yeah yeah like i i have a lot of thoughts about the index i don't know if any of y'all have anything to say before i get into it well but... i just think it's such like a it's a creepy system and b mm-hmm. like who decides who gets to be an avenger and who decides they have to hide their powers like what is the level here <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, like that. That's the thing is that they it, the thing that that happens here is is they reveal that he's on something called the index, and Sky's just like, "What's the index?" And so they explain what the index is, which is basically a list of powerful people and objects that Shield 
like keeps an eye on basically and sky is immediately suspicious of that as she rightly should be and she's like wait like how do you keep an eye on that like what does that mean and she like starts listing off a bunch of like invasive like supervision things and stuff like that and um fits and Fitz is just like, ha, we don't do any of that. And then he looks at Coulson, he's like, we don't do any of that, right? And Coulson's just like, the methods vary. Um, and then Which they start I kind of believe about... he's like low-key fucking with everybody, because it's Coulson. Yeah, because I mean, it's Coulson. Well, yeah. yeah, one thing I appreciate is that, like, they, the team here doesn't seem to be, like, enthused about the Index. Like, they're definitely, yeah. like, a little embarrassed that it, but it's they're like, oh, I guess it's a, it's a shield thing. Yeah, which I have thoughts about that attitude towards things, but we'll get there. But the other thing that kind of comes out about the index is that they're just like, well, what do we, what do, what do you do with people on the index? And they're well, they're just like, well, for people like Quan are low risk, but so we just kind of like they just kind of report in and we keep an eye on them, and then they kind of talk like briefly, like gloss over what they do with like quote quote higher risk things, which is just like take care of them quote unquote which they do i guess have means... the slingshot <laughs> oh, yeah God. That's, uh, <laughs> just that's eat someone into the sun yeah i mean like like they do like very basically imply that they just kill them um i don't know and... if they kill them because they didn't seem to want to kill this guy well they do we'll get there but they do they kill do him. kill him a bitch <laughs> okay <laughs> um but yeah, and Sky Sky's first reaction to that is also rightfully just like, wow, that's drastic. Um I think we can all agree that the index, like, even in the two seconds that they talk about it, it is seems pretty shitty. It is definitely a big invasion of just like personal rights in general. And, and like again, like I kind of agree with um Chin when he gets mad that like he can't use his powers because he's like, This is part of me. Yeah. Like, why can't I be like Steve Rogers? <laughs> I understand that it's it's for his protection. I just think there's better ways to go about it than they did. Yeah, like that, that's the thing too is that like um, the notes that I have kind of like relate this to all of the shit that happened in Civil War because like this is basically the same proposition, right? Except like it in in this, in the two seconds that they talk about it, it's just a million times more compelling and less and more straightforward than the fucking mess that they <laughs> tried to do with the Sokovia Accords in Civil War. Like, the conflicts that they tried to set up with that shit in Civil War, like the fucking Team Cap versus Team Iron Man bullshit, which, like, this isn't me, like, anything that I say about the Index doesn't apply there because, like, the Sokovia Accords were just, like, a ham-fisted mess with like no actual understanding of like the politics involved with that kind of stuff and like the index for me is just such a more interesting kind of like narrative device because it's like it's something that like ostensibly has a good purpose like it's it's there to protect the people who are on it but like immediately it begs questions of like, well, how does that happen? How is that actually used? How is such a list like actually used in practice? And the question, the questions that like Sky and everyone like raises during that scene are like immediately uncomfortable for everyone in the room. It reminds me of a certain governmental department in the real world <laughs> that I want. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it, the index is shit and it's awful. But like, it it's another instance of them kind of like because because I don't think they're trying to set up the index as a good thing either. Like, I think they're explicitly trying to do the opposite of like like having them raise these uncomfortable questions and then just like everybody just being like like wait really this is what's actually happening and they don't talk about it but everyone kind of like has an understanding that there's something really bad going on yeah um yeah like i and... think that everyone is like a little bit uncomfortable with having it around yeah yeah i and um, like overall i also feel like they're in this entire show they at least so far they haven't portrayed shield as the good good guys necessarily you know like our yeah our main characters are the good guys, but S.H.I.E.L.D. itself is, like, not as explicit. Yeah, I feel like definitely, I mean, they really say it, like, Coulson's team, Coulson built this team to be outside the rules, which says a lot about what he thinks about <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> the, yeah. The rules, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I definitely think in these early episodes, um, they they do kind of set up this tension that shield as an organization isn't good like there's some seriously fucked up shit going on with it um and i'm interested to see like kind of how it plays out for the rest of the season because yeah it is it is a very strong vibe that they're giving off like in these early episodes and like i i obviously i know how it plays right. out in some aspects but like it's all like the small moments like the ways that they talk about the index and um i think how in terms of like how sky talks about her kind of like ideals uh later on um and yeah it's like the small moments like that that i'm interested to see how they keep doing that going forward yeah oh it's also important here that sky yeah. gets <laughs> Yeah, Sky gets called out because um, they realize. Well, first of all, they put together that one Chimes kidnapped by professionals makes sense, um, but also that his kidnap was aided by a hack done by the Rising Tide. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, and everyone turns to look at Sky. Um, <laughs> Unison. Yeah, uh, and yeah, and then Coulson Ward grills Sky about it, who denies being involved. Um, disappointed that Coulson is disappointed <laughs> um and yeah and she offers to like help them track down the hacker to prove she's innocent basically uh meanwhile uh Reyna explains to a heated Sean that all she wants is to increase his powers he kind of like wakes up in some sort of fancy room and she's there um and kind of just like tries to placate him uh and she says that yeah thing. her yeah. weird seduction thing yeah yeah she says that basically all she wants is to increase his powers and make him famous like the avengers um she gives chen the moniker scorch and he begins to kind of warm up to the idea after being initially i, I have no idea if you're uh, doing all these puns on purpose but i hate every <laughs> one of them oh i was gonna try to play it cool but <laughs> Yeah, I was okay. I was gonna say something, but then I was like, "That's just like the same pun again, twice." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck. 
Okay, God. I would do it again. I that's the only time I did it in these. In was these the, was the Colson and Ward grill sky? Was that part of it, or was that just separate? Uh, that's after, <laughs> oh, that was, I think. No, that was that that was separate. That was separate. <laughs> I didn't mean for that to be part of the puns, but that's. I just. I also want to just say, Scorch is such a lame name. I don't. It is it such is. a comic book name. It yeah. is. I'm pretty sure I, 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 somebody's gonna have to look this up, but I think Scorch is one of those characters who's like actually a comic book character, and then they just kind of like pull, like pull it in the name drop for this, this one episode. I, well, the name I sucks. don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, like, I think like there almost certainly is a superhero named Scorch in Marvel and or DC, <laughs> but just because it's such a bad and stint, like stock ass superhero name, but. Yeah, um, yeah. I love how she says "scorch" and he's like immediately like, "That's dumb." <laughs> and then she <laughs> says it again, and then he's like, "Okay, maybe that's actually kind of cool." Yeah, he he's just he's just so funny because he's just like, "What's dumb?" And then he's like, "Well, maybe not so dumb." <laughs> yeah, well, she made the she made the argument about like nobody talks about Steve Rogers; they talk about Captain America, right? Yeah. yeah. Now. Captain America, I hate to say it, is a better name than Scorch, so it, <laughs> it changes is. things. But oh, I don't know about that. But maybe I mean, that's my, maybe I think that's it's the anarchist name. in me speaking. To me, like at least Captain America has an identity. Scorch is like it sounds like a like some sort of like Gatorade from the fifties or something. <laughs> okay, that's true. Scorch Gatorade. <laughs> to be fair, I would drink a Gatorade called Scorch because I don't know what like what a beverage designed to like cool me down called Scorch would do to me. <laughs> but God, uh, but yeah, I mean, fair. Meanwhile, uh, Sky and the team identify the hacker, uh, who is apparently in Austin, Texas, and they go there to apprehend him. Uh, he very quickly catches on to the fact that they're tailing him, pulls a watchdogs to try to escape and flees to his apartment where Sky is waiting for him after apparently tipping him off that Shield is coming. Can we talk about the fact that Ward is the worst spy ever? I know. I know. <laughs> it's it, like I guess they try to backwards explain it by the fact that like he was on the lookout for him. No, but, no, like, no. He he looks at Ward. Ward just makes <laughs> eye contact with his like they make eye his, contact like, for like thirty seconds. He maintains eye contact with him for so long, <laughs> and like it keeps his his arms folded in front of him like a fucking secret service agent. And I just like my dude, you are not like. You're supposed to be the super spy, and literally every time where you tried to be a super spy, you failed absolutely yep. miserably. Why does anyone give you a job ever? He's this? literally the only one standing still on that side. <laughs> I know! Like, in the crowd of people. And he's not even doing anything. He's just <laughs> standing there like a secret servant's dickhead. You have to call like, uh, Coulson and his Jetta to chase down. Yeah. God. Every time I see this scene i'm like what the fuck are you doing oh my god no he's so Ugh, bad such a terrible fucking spy also there's no way that he just like watchdogs hacked that uh yeah <laughs> look if Aiden Pierce can do it works. he can do it <laughs> that's not how traffic <laughs> works you're absolutely right <laughs> yeah 
This whole scene is goofy. I like. I specifically didn't make any effort to remember this fuckhead's name in any of my notes. Miles. So he's just. Oh, is it Miles? It's Miles. Okay. Yeah, Miles Lydon. Something like I that. I have no idea what his last name is, but it's <laughs> oh, Miles. Yeah. His first name. Um. The only reason he's like relevant at all is because he's like Sky's boyfriend. That's like it. Yeah. The hacker BF. The ha- my hacker BF. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I've referred to him throughout these episode outlines. It's just hacker BF. But yeah, uh, Sky's there after apparently tipping him off. They kind of like get into it a little bit, but they very quickly start making out and then they sleep together. <laughs> Um, because this is the time to sleep together. Yeah. <laughs> right after you've just been chased home by your whole squad. Mm-hmm. And they're all waiting for you to check back in. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, they have brief discussions about Sky's involvement with S.H.I.E.L.D., the small microchip that she carries in her bra, which we've seen before. Um, uh, and the hack that this dude did that got Chan kind of, like, kidnapped. He claims he doesn't know anything about it. Um, and yeah, they are interrupted by May, who had been ordered by Coulson to follow Sky to his apartment, which is big yikes. Big yeah. yikes. Well, she was directly tied into it. To be fair, yeah. Oh, yeah. like they have like, every no, reason it, to suspect her, and oh yeah, yeah. Like this is, right. this is yeah, this is big yikes for Sky. Yeah, this is like one of those scenes that I always look back on as like the gratuitous TV sex scene. <laughs> yeah which um, which yeah which i guess is saying a lot because like they bake out and then it cuts and they wake up in bed and this like hot dude is shirtless well uh, and, and sky is and also sky shirtless, is to be fair. yeah but but yeah um, every time i see it i'm like that's hollywood <laughs> i don't know it got uncomfortably steamy between colson and what's her name from episode two yeah that was also weird <laughs> <laughs> Don't like that vibe at all. (laughs) But at least Coulson didn't rip his shirt off, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. God, we're really living up to our new banner. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow, they're both horny. It's just like, I hate it here. That was literally me, like, watching Sky and Miles, like, go at it. I'm like, "Mm, you know, (laughs) bye. (laughs) It really harshed the vibe. Well, I guess we'll get to that, but... I was going to say, it really harshed the vibe between Sky and Ward. May shows up, um, and <laughs> the note that I have in here is just, when Sky opens the door, looks May dead in the eyes, and just says, Top is a big mood. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, I didn't even uh, think about that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> I have, I, no, that's wonderful. Thank you for that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> But yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, sake. The, team, the team questions <laughs> questions Sky and her BF, uh, each reacting in their own way to Sky's betrayal. Coulson disappointed. Dad Coulson is uh, once again disappointed. Um, I I and... like how Fitz's reaction was like, oh, she ha- know. she has a she has a boyfriend. Yeah, he's such a puppy dog in this scene because he's just like, he's just like, how could Sky do this to us? We've been through so much together. It's just like, Fitz, please, you've been through like two things <laughs> together, Fitz, and she had a whole simping. life. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> you can't do this to him. <laughs> Listen, what? I love Fitz to death. 
but he was he was putting on some real show right here. Oh no, <laughs> my poor boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is very much like. It's like, how could Sky do this to us? I thought we were. I thought we were her friends. And, and Simmons, bless her heart, is just like. She's like, well, I think we are her friends, Vince. But like, clearly, she has a whole other life that she had before us. <laughs> Um, oh god yeah i love how like everyone is just like universally pissed at her because she made a stupid decision which she did (laughs) yeah yeah i mean it was an even stupider decision to get caught though like that was a conscious decision on her part yeah like did you really have to bang like right now like (laughs) yeah i i I don't even know what that's about (laughs) I would say Simmons seems more sympathetic, I think, than anyone. Um, yeah, and just kind of like upset that this whole thing is happening because I, I, I do think she, she, she fully believe she doesn't feel, or I think she feels betrayed a little bit by Sky, but like is just like knows that Sky, or like understands on some level that Sky is like still part of the team and wants to be part of the team and isn't like like fully betraying them, fully betraying them. Yeah, yeah. I think. It's always interesting how, considering how little grasp of reality Fitzsimmons seemed to have until <laughs> this point of the show. Yeah. It always strikes me as like a very mature moment from Simmons. Because mm-hmm. um, she's like, well, you know, some things are bigger than friendship or whatever. Um, but yeah, then we get a scene where Reyna takes Chen to a library, lab- I almost said library, laboratory, uh, where he is given a serum to increase his powers. Hmm. 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 I've never seen this um, before. Nope. Yeah, weird. Um, and he kind of like takes the serum and it kind of like shows off his growing powers and enthusiasm as he's kind of like starting to really get on board with all of this stuff. Then, now in custody, Sky and her hacker BF get into ideological arguments about S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, Sky is kind of, like, defending S.H.I.E.L.D., which is kind of, like, surprising to him. And meanwhile, Ward and Fitzsimmons Fitzsim try to find dirt on the BF. Uh, See, I didn't get the impression that um, he was surprised. I got the impression they were putting on a show for S.H.I.E.L.D., because he does this thing. Where he like looks over his shoulder at the camera or whatever. I yeah. see. I don't, I think he was expecting to put on a show for Shield, but I don't think yeah. Sky was in that. That. Yeah, I think I think Sky. I think he was genuinely surprised because he is very much like this like freedom of information hacker, and it's like Sky is very much that too. So I think he's like surprised when when she defends them at all because he that's what she does when she shows up to his apartment right when they're alone because like she's like you almost like fuck things up for me and he's just like what are you talking about <laughs> like this is what we do um and especially like given the scene the exchanges between them afterwards i think it changes later but right now i get the impression that sky is uh just doing this to kind of not not immediately out herself you know I don't think I I don't think so. Just because, like, I think I think she feel I think she feels I like I think this is very much like the she's been caught moment. Like the she's been caught moment like happened, and now she's just trying to like not save face, but like redeem herself almost. And I think I think 
because I do think she genuinely believes in 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 Shield and kind of like what they're doing. I don't think there's like another real turning point that happens later in the episode because like the thing that she says that Shield is is trying to do good, um, and trying to like help this, and we're and like we need to like work with them on this, and he's just like, what the fuck? They're like a government. They're they're the man, quote unquote. All this, all this like very standard stuff and and yeah and they kind of like get into a spat that i read as genuine but i don't know i guess it seems like maybe maybe what was going on might have been like he thought it was a joke but sky wasn't or something yeah i could definitely see him thinking that like she's doing this because she doesn't want to jeopardize her place in shield but i don't think sky was on that train oh no (laughs) yeah Yeah, I mean he's like like he's just the most unobservant shitbag in this episode. <laughs> like I I have some like oh God, like it's we'll get to it later when when they start inter- when they really start interrogating him, but like I have some thoughts about him. Yeah, he's just a <laughs> I just cannot stand Miles. Yeah. Also, can we talk about we have to address the conversation about Minecraft. I, no, I was gonna. I was. I have it in my notes. He, he runs mobs, zombies. Zombie no, pig zombie pigmen. No, he. They say specifically he plays a very nasty mob, and I'm like, you have never played Minecraft because that makes no sense. I know. Yeah. It's, I like like I couldn't I couldn't I can't remember if it's like he plays a mob or he like runs a nasty mob or something like that or like or no it's like he. He runs a he runs, he runs a Minecraft a server, server, and he plays he play- a very nasty mob. And I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah, even like 2013, yeah. that guy is 35. I'm not shaming <laughs> him, but he shouldn't be running a Minecraft server. I know. <laughs> also, God. like it was just like they were clearly trying to make like a Oohu video game reference. Like, you, like it's like the Fortnite dropping shit. That yeah, see the. Now. See the yeah the funniest shit to me is that if this was done like this year or like last year they would have said Fortnite which would have been a million times funnier. (laughs) (laughs) But like you could clearly tell that the writers have never played Minecraft and have very little understanding of like what is going on and it just makes me cringe every time I watch. Nerds nerds do this right? That's what nerds do. Nerds play Minecraft, which they do, but not like that. Um, we have a brief scene where Coulson and May discuss Coulson's decision to bring Sky onto the team in the first place. Coulson says he wouldn't have made the same decision pre being stabbed in the heart, um, and that he says he thinks Sky is still hiding something, which we'll get to, I guess. <laughs> um, uh, Ward reveals that Hacker BF got paid. Uh, Ward comes into the interview room with Sky and Hacker BF, uh, and. <laughs> reveals to him reveals to sky that he got paid a million dollars for the leak uh which just infuriates sky kind of like sends her off the handle god um, i i hate this too because this guy we met him and he's like freedom of information i'm doing this for the people and then he's just like you got paid a million dollars bro like yeah 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 that's the thing is that like my notes for this are just like titled with the fucking quote is just like tragic the worst person you know just made a great point 
<laughs> which is just like 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 a lot of the stuff that he says in this scene like i totally understand like like there is a certain point where activism needs like money like we live in capitalism and like you need people need money to live you know yeah um but i like, feel like this is not the way to get that money <laughs> yeah and sky and sky says and Sky says like well like somebody's gonna pay you a million dollars for this isn't going to have good intentions but he he says that like no like yeah i get that and i looked into it uh and like i like did the research and figured it was mostly harmless which like again you could have dug a little bit deeper my dude yeah i love Um, how he just assumed it was an ecological research thing because the name was centipede he saw the word centipede and he's like oh like the animal or the bar and everyone else is like no like the evil organization (laughs) but like but like I like he is a total dipshit and like a total unobservant and ignorant dipshit. But like the argument that like like yeah like I could I you can't just always do this shit for free and like if somebody came to me offering money for for this for like and like believed in my work and like I did the background check and they seemed on the up and up like that pitch on its own like I would be like okay I I can see where you're coming from there but like all of the specific shit like it's just so obvious if I do it and fuck you got paid a million dollars no one person needs a fucking million dollars my dude like what the fuck are you doing see I get that but my thing was like when they arrested him he was talking on and on about how information should be free and how his ideals and even in the circumstances of how he got arrested he got paid a ton of money like yeah yeah, it's def- he's definitely like Ward calls him on it, like when he's like watching the interview from the from the briefing room, where he's just like this dude's hiding beh- behind platitudes, um, which is like true. Um, yeah, like I do think I do think the general like a lot of the the very general stuff that he says is like fine, I guess, but but like his version of it is just so fucked up <laughs> and, and and messed up. It's just like. My dude, you need to not do this. Yeah, he's a terrible human being. Uh, glad Sky dumps his ass. <laughs> uh, but what comes out of this interview and interrogation is that he reveals that the person who paid him was somebody from some sort of ecological research, uh, a quote-unquote rich girl in a flower dress uh, uh, who makes her money studying centipedes. Uh, which is the big oh shit moment. And also, uh, like, can I just say that most ecological researchers are not paying someone a million dollars for a information a where someone people. is? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse? Yeah, like, it's, like, it, yeah, like, he's just the most, like, naive, like, dipshit for taking this money, like, and and thinking that he did the right thing, because, like, like what? Like, cause like the way he frames the pitch that she made to him was just like, yeah, I'm a big fan of your work and I want to support what you're doing and like give you the resources to keep doing it. But but what that means is I want you to hack this one very specific thing and give me the information that you get from it. Like that's yep. not that's not what the thing that she's saying it is is. Like it's so obviously not that, and you need to fuck off. Yeah. But yeah, uh, now that we have the centipede connection, uh, it is then revealed that Raina is working with the female doctor from the pilot episode, um, who explains how Chan's pyrokinesis can help stabilize the extremis in the centipede serum. 
the extremist, which is what almost blew up Mike Peterson in the first episode. And also Iron Man. Or no, Iron Pepper Man. Potts it was. Oh, right, yeah. She kind of like explains that before ordering Reyna to quote-unquote drain him. Uh, Reyna presses a button, spraying Chan with some knockout gas. Um, the team discusses their rescue plan uh, before there's a cut and it reveals Chan strapped to a table being drained of his blood. Uh, he tries to summon his powers but burns himself in it, which like he was previously heat resistant. Uh, the doctor and Reyna explain that they are removing his fire resistant blood platelets. He pleads with Reyna, who then kind of abandons him. There's a very there's a very like good quote exchange here, which is just like as Reyna's leaving, Chance just like Reyna, please, like you said, I had a gift. Like, what does that mean? And, and she just responds, it's just like, and you're giving it, and then walks away, which is just fuck. Pretty <laughs> yeah. I, like, don't get me wrong, they're really good, but I hate the burn effects on his hand. They just make me like. Oh yeah, Ugh. yeah. It's some real Hollywood makeup shit. Um, it's yeah, the burns on his hands aren't great. Um, yeah. Also, like. I don't know if I buy the science behind what they're saying, but it doesn't uh, really yeah, matter. Yeah, it doesn't. It, <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've read the science of this shit off a long time ago. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think that quote-unquote fireproof platelets would make you not combust, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I no. can get, I can get, like, I can get the... The fireproof blood platelets, like maybe doing some sort of stabilization shit to the serum. What I can't get is why particles in your blood make your skin not catch fire. <laughs> yeah, that's what right. I don't get. <laughs> that's the that's the disconnect right there. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. Um, so Reyna is part of Centipede. Apparently, yes, that's the kind of like a big, big deal. thing here. Um. um uh, do I have anything else about the scene? I don't have much. On I don't it. think it's so. it's basically just like a bunch of like plot reveals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. Uh. Then we go back to the team where Coulson orders Ward to stay on the bus on this mission while he and May kind of go out and do the field work. He says that Sky was his mistake and that he should be the one to fix it. Basically. Um, yeah. I thought this was this specific request was weird because it kind of seemed more like punishing Ward than it was because Ward wanted to do this mission, right? Like, I don't think it seemed like he wanted to stay back on the bus with Sky particularly. Uh, yeah, I think I think Coulson probably was feeling a little bit vulnerable about Sky's betrayal and wanted someone he trusted, which was Ward, there to watch them. That's how mm-hmm. I read it. Because, like, Fitzsimmons, no, what are they going to do? They can't do shit. <laughs> yeah, I get that, but I feel I feel like it was a little bit selfish, almost, of Coulson to be like, I'm doing this mission, you get to stay with Sky. Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah, that's I was the surprised. person being the boss. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was surprised how much of a good little soldier Ward was about it, though, and it, like in terms of, like, offering, like, basically no pushback. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah. yeah, I think he feels a lot of responsibility for Sky's apparent betrayal. Even though she didn't, I mean, she didn't really betray them. Like, I guess she did, but. Yeah, I mean, well, I feel like in this moment, they definitely feel like she betrayed them because they still don't understand 
it the situation fully, I don't think. Um, but yeah. Sorry, Buck, I think you were about to say something. Oh, I was going to say, especially in the context of that battleship scene in the first the first scene of the entire thing, mm. basically. Like, yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess they felt like they were bonding, and then it's like, oh, just kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess the other thing, too, is that for Coulson specifically, like, especially in the context of last episode and with, like, Amador, like, I, like it, we definitely got the, the characterization of Coulson as somebody who feels deeply responsible for the people that he kind of, like, brings on board for this mm-hmm. stuff, and, like, trains and kind of like brings up in shield right. and the fact that uh sky betrays him i think he i think yeah i think it's very clear that colson feels like a very deep sense of like personal responsibility for it but, yeah. yeah i i think i agree because you know these are his people he's he knows he's taking a risk with sky mm-hmm. but he went out of limb for her and she basically said fuck you <laughs> which yeah. is not a Great feeling. Yeah. Uh, and then basically left alone, Sky essentially dumps her BF for Thank abandoning God. his ideals. Um, he states that he did it for her and that he'd never intentionally hurt someone. Oh my which God. Is, blah, yeah, blah, blah. is again just the most bullshit stuff. But I do like Sky's kind of reaction to it because I feel like her problem is less. Her problem is less that he like lied to her or, or something specifically, but more that he failed to live up to like the ideals, like her ideals that she kind of like has come to have, which is interesting compared to like how she, how I think she's kind of like starting to feel about Shield, whereas like he's very anti-government, anti like institution kind of like thing, or at least that's what he says he is. Um, and then when he fails to kind of like live up to that, that's when Sky gets like super mad at him, um, which is interesting. That that's what Sky cares about when she is starting to become like more, like pro Shield, and that kind of thing. It's also like, worth noting, like she is here for a reason, and it's very important to her, obviously. And this, and he, like, ruins it on this chance yeah yeah it clearly shows that he like like uh, i'm assuming miles knows why she's there like he knows about her looking for her family or whatever yeah because he makes that comment at least you know what you're looking for yeah and i'm like so you would just go ahead and say fuck you i'm gonna ruin your only chance at figuring out who you are for (laughs) some reason (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for a million dollars yeah <laughs> yeah which is just like uh, yeah such crap yeah but yeah Good i think in him. terms of like yeah she dumps him uh, but i do like the kind of a characterization of sky is like somebody who is very driven by ideals but also like very impressionable like because she she it, it seems like before that like she kind of like that miles kind of brought her up in the hacktivist scene like he makes the claim that that he taught her everything he knew which she denies um which is probably accurate she i imagine that he didn't teach her shit but i do imagine that he it seems very plausible to me that he was her kind of like on ramp in terms of like very like 
um, like anti-authoritarian, anti-government sort of like sentiments, um, uh, which is like seems it seems strange to me at first, like that when she that she kind of grew up with that and kind of like became an adult with that mindset and then the moment she gets picked up by shield she's just like oh wait this might actually not be that bad and these people are chill and i like this a lot um <laughs> but like i think i think this episode kind of like really drove home for me that oh no sky is just a very like impressionable person in that way and she feels very adamant about what she believes in but what she believes in can is pretty malleable at least at this point yeah i think she's just like, I think she was, like, Miles, maybe, before joining S.H.I.E.L.D., and, like, she didn't really, like, she knew she was searching for herself, but she didn't really know, like, what that meant or, like, was. And then she found this team of people, and she was like, oh, like, maybe this is what I've been looking for. Yeah. Like, I think she has a really strong moral compass that doesn't really waver too much. Um but I think in terms of, like, her specific politics, like, that's very much at the hands of, like, the people that she surrounds herself with. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, I don't know if impressionable is the word I would use, but, like... Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, she definitely gets to see, like, another... Per- I think she's just willing to, like, willing to modify her own beliefs when she sees that, like, there's, you know, there's people in S.H.I.E.L.D. who are good and doing good things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what I think, too, is, like, it's not so much that she's willing to change it, like, based on whatever. It's, like, very specific to this organization and these people, actually. it's I don't know if it's the organization, but it's these people specifically. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, like I, yeah, I don't think this guy's very impressionable in the sense that, like, she could just be around anyone and, and they would have an effect on her. I think it's, like... If people, if people align, like if she, if her moral compass is pointing in the direction and like saying that, like, oh, these people are good, then she kind of like she, she's very empathetic in the sense of that, like she'll, she'll just kind of like take their beliefs and kind of like incorporate them into her own. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say she's like, like willing to learn is what I would say, rather than like. But, See the thing with that is that I don't think I don't think it's very conscious of her. I think she does it like just reflexively in terms of just like I don't think I think it's just like oh she's just I think that's what I mean by impressionable where I don't think she's like consciously learning or like changing her her beliefs that are like oh I didn't know it could be like this. I think she's just like oh like I get it. These people are are good. Um, and, and maybe this stuff isn't, isn't actually so bad. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not how it comes off to me personally, but I could see it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyway, uh, Coulson and May enter the lab with Agent Quan. May kicks some ass. They find Chan, who eyes emojis some bottles of centipede serum. <laughs> uh, before killing Quan in front of Coulson, after injecting himself, stating that he set himself free. Uh, man, I they didn't have to do my man Quan dirty like that. <laughs> they really did him so dirty. They like killed I really him. Liked and, uh, him. Yeah, he was pretty cool. I liked. Um, I liked. Yeah, he was great. And then they just killed him. So yeah. Oops. Um. 
May Coulson attempt to evade uh, an erratic Chan who says that S.H.I.E.L.D. was the ones killing him. Not entirely inaccurate. Uh, May tries to talk him down, saying that violence isn't the answer. Uh, Chan responds that it'll, if it'll keep him being locked, that it'll keep him from being locked up. Uh, which, given the current situation in the world right now, is not feels like a super reasonable thing to say. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it's a little different in that Chan is clearly not going off the rails at this a point. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and he wants to physically hurt people, which is a little bit different, but yeah, I can see the, the parallels there. Yeah. Like, yeah, like the framing of this scene in terms of like that reading of it isn't great because yeah, one, uh, Chan is like hopped up on centipede serum, um, which we know like has a pretty big effect on your emotional state. Um, and yeah like too he is kind of like having this power rush but in terms of like i know you mentioned it before luca but in terms of like what he's saying here that like shield was the one like it doesn't matter if it's shield or centipede like like they like shield was the ones who were like keeping him on the index and keeping him from like like living his life you know yeah definitely like i definitely think he's making valid points i think in the moment, it doesn't really matter because he's made choices to kill people. <laughs> and I'll also say, like, the obvious alternative to not not standing down here is killing Chan, right? Like, yeah, they can't just let him do his thing. Yeah, which it isn't great. It isn't great when the person who's making like actually good points in your TV show is is the one who's hopped up and willing to like murder just like random people <laughs> like yeah. it, it 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 felt bad to watch all of this happen um and i think like colson feels it too like he knows that like he's really trying to be like like we can do like we can work through this but yeah he expresses a lot of remorse like yeah over like the over quan earlier and like he doesn't want people to die here like he's not out yeah yeah he's not out for blood i don't know yeah i have i have thoughts about like colson's decisions here um uh same (laughs) because yeah i think i think this is the most like even this is the most like cop like behavior we see out of colson so far i think where it's just like I don't I don't know man like this this seems pretty in line with like the sh- like the big shield organizational response kind of like vibe you know It's like just we're... so weird to me to to see this to see how they treat him in comparison to how they tr- they treated Mike in the first episode Yes exactly yeah like Colson is like I will not kill this man like we are going to do every fucking possible thing in the world but then with Chan, it's just like, oh, we gave him the stuff and he didn't do it. So guess it's time to minimize losses. And I'm like, that seems very different. <laughs> to be fair, they ran out of the, they ran out of the, uh, what's it called? Sterilizer. St- st- was not sterilizer. The uh, night night gun? The night night gun, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I get it. Like, they literally had no other option. But it still feels like Coulson should have been a little bit more less blasé about yeah like he was very 
yeah, like it's very much. We'll get there when they actually like make the call to kill him, but um, but yeah, the the building goes into lockdown. Sky explains to Ward that she needs to get on site to remove the building's lockdown and get May and Coulson out of there. Uh, Coulson and May make a move on Chan, who blocks all of Coulson's night night gun rounds with a cool fire shield. That was which, rad. It was rad. All of the scenes where Chan uses his fire powers in in this last part of the episode feel choreographed very stiltedly where like he raises the fire shield like two seconds before Coulson like comes up behind him yeah I love how Coulson, Coulson shoots all the rounds and it's yeah just, like, he shoots all of out, the rounds and I'm into like, the fire he shield just, like deliberately fired those into that thing big like, mommy yeah. no whammies <laughs> <laughs> like the shield was like the shield was it wasn't even that he started firing and then he put the shield up it's just like no he put the shield up Coulson like whipped around started firing at the shield <laughs> watched as all of his bullets evaporated and it was just like damn I'm out of bullets yeah. <laughs> Like, like a fucking course you are. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Reyna and the doctor are trying to escape while the doc makes a call to somebody saying that everything is under control. Uh, Reyna calls her out on lying and playfully accuses her of being bad luck. Uh, Chan playfully. finds them. Yeah. Chan finds them right as they leave an el- as they reach an elevator and Reyna closes the door on the doctor, leaving her to be burned alive by a charred Chan, which again is kind of like another stilted choreographed use of his firepowers where he kind of like puts his fist to the ground and then like a line of fire shoots across the ground and then like erupts her into flames as she kind of just like stands there. (laughs) Um, But I don't know. The effect that she was of her being burned alive was kind of like very darkly and surprisingly good. Yeah, that was I guess. pretty grim. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't um, want to go out that way. Also, Reyna is just full-on manipulative. Like, she oh, was oh, manipulative yeah. through this whole thing, but, like, that was just cold, you know? Yeah, it's... Reyna is, like, s- terrifying in that scene. Because she just, like, does not give one single fuck about this lady. Yeah, like, because it's not like it would have cost her anything to let her into the elevator. Like, yeah. it wasn't like she was in... Yeah. Like, I feel like Reyna, especially at the end, when she's talking to whoever that man is in the, quote, prison cell, I guess? I was like, is it prison cell? Anyway. And she's just like, the doctor's dead. And he's like, finally. I felt like that was, like, Reyna that moment was like, oh, finally, I can get rid of you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty pretty scary. Yeah. Um. Yeah. After she dies, Coulson enters the scene, telling Chan that they don't want to hurt him, but that they have to before May injects him with an overdose of volatile centipede serum, kind of causing it to start uh, exploding. Um, which, yeah, they, Coulson makes the call here to kill Chan, which is kind of what we've been saying this whole did, time. Did they have to hit him with two of them? I know, they like going on both sides. Yeah. Like it, yeah. It's it's pretty brutal, um, which is just like yeah. And Coulson does it very coldly, I think, in terms of like like Lucas said in comparison to how he was with Mike Peterson. Also, this is like the next little bit, but like they say, you got to direct the exploding guy out the roof. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's also real rough because they they basically let um they let fucking hacker BF out just so he can like hack into the ventilation. Yeah, which is like like, such bullshit. I'm like, you're telling me that Fitzsimmons cannot hack this thing, but this man can. I mean, I guess he is a hacker, but whatever. Um, It didn't seem too complicated what he was doing. It It seemed like a puzzle. Watchdogs. (laughs) I know. which, I mean, we've established that this guy is basically shitty Aiden Pierce, which is saying a lot, because <laughs> Aiden Pierce is already pretty shitty, but... Um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, they, they like, direct the exploding man up into the, like, like close all the doors so the explosion can only escape into the roof. Ugh, this whole, this whole bit did not make me feel great. I don't think it's supposed to make you feel great. And I, I, I wish they would have played Coulson like they play him at the end when he's like mournfully looking up at him exploding like the whole time. Because that would have hit so much more in character for me. Yeah, like this this definitely feels much like like so much like this is this is age this is Coulson agent of shield in a very real way where this feels like what shield would do in terms of like how they've been characterizing shield in terms of like what they do to people who are high risk on the index well they kill them you know like this feels like it's showing a side of Coulson that is very much in line with the uh, government shield, institution like, yeah yeah, like the institution that has no oversight and like understanding of its power. See, I, I, I got a little bit of that at the beginning though when they were talking about the index and he was like, yeah, yeah, talking to Fitz and he's like, varying methods. Yeah, like he doesn't seem. He seems like it's just like he. Like he seems like he gets it, but that he doesn't. He doesn't super oppose to it. Yeah, I like feel he, like this he gets. Is... He, very much like the side of Coulson that's been in Shield for however many years coming out in him. Mm-hmm. Which he's an is idealist, rare. but he's also like a greater good person. Yeah, yeah. it's it's Which... just a weird character beat for him. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's the thing is that this early on that this is kind of who he is, where we do see this kind of like really rougher side. It's just like oh. Coulson, like that, the idealist Coulson that we have isn't who he is, isn't who he is like outside of this team, you know, like before he was, before this team, he wasn't, he wasn't that person, like he was the person to make the call to kill the guy, um, if it came to that, you know, like without second guessing himself at all. Yeah. Um, Which is definitely a darker tone than we've gotten with Coulson. Yeah. Which again, like fuck, this show goes a real hard this early on that I did not remember of it. Like, just, like, this shit isn't good, but I don't I don't know if they know that it isn't good. Uh, like, I know that they know it isn't good on some level, but I don't know I don't know that they're at the point where they're just like, this, like, all of this is super fucked up. Like, I think, I think they're like, damn, it sucks that he had to kill him, but it had to happen. Where it's just like, did it have to happen? Like he he made that call very quickly. And also, Coulson is. Listen, Col- I think you know, like Coulson's blaming it on Sky, and like he was the one who made the call to get this dude. J- 
juiced up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, it feels... It doesn't uh, feel great. It, yeah. And, like, it it doesn't feel great. Like, I get that there's part of it that's ma- supposed to make you not feel great, but a lot of it doesn't feel great just in terms of, like, the messaging around it, for me, at least. Like, it, it just... The kind of, like, takeaway that I get from it just kind of, like, makes me feel a little gross. Anyway, uh, the team escapes the building uh, after the explosion gets directed to the roof. Ward tells Coulson that he can't save everyone. Coulson responds, saying that you can if you get to them early enough, giving Sky a pointed glance. Um, which it sounds like, Buck, you read a different way than I did, actually. Yeah, like, that was, like, Coulson being, like like i'm betrayed by this person so i had to kill somebody you know which i don't know if it's i don't I, know if i like i didn't that read that at all i read it more like i'm gonna save sky because i yeah. got to her early enough that's Personally. that's how i read it too um i thought it was like oh maybe if sky hadn't goofed around we could have fixed this sooner yeah, I didn't read it that way, but I can definitely see where you're yeah, coming from. Yeah, now that you say it, like, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say that there might not be a hint of that in there. <laughs> yeah, like, that that absolutely lines up with a lot of how this episode goes. So I would not, I I I do not think that reading is incorrect in the slightest. I like you your guys' it. reading better, though, for the record. <laughs> it is, it is, it's a more optimistic reading. But... Right. But is um, it more realistic? <laughs> I mean, Coulson is definitely. I I do think I do think both readings are are valid because I do think Coulson does feel a responsibility for Sky and like a sense that like, oh, he can make her into like a force for good, basically. Um, I feel like that doesn't which... really come out until later this episode when they like okay they ease up on it a little bit. Yeah, I feel like if you look at it, like. Coulson is definitely super harsh with her up until the end when he realizes like why she's been doing this. Um, so it it definitely feels like that could be a part of it. Uh, they return to the bus. Coulson gives Hacker BF a parental controls bracelet <laughs> uh, and leaves him in Hong Kong, which was uh, kind of a dick move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a, it's also... a real dick move, but also fuck that guy. Yeah, <laughs> like he could. He he has a he he used to have a million dollars. If he could get a million dollars, he could get enough money for a plane ticket back to the but states. But he can't like, use computers. He can't use computers. Um, so that's just, all of his money gone. Yeah. Also, I wonder how that interacts with airport security. Yeah, I'm sure that was. <laughs> oh God. Considering, um, well, that's spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> spoilers. But yeah. Uh. He Colson leaves, uh, and uh, Miles tells Sky that she's changed. Um, Sky oh says, God. "Yeah, Sky says that's good." Or Sky basically just says, "Good," um, and and Sky says that he wasn't who she thought he was, um, and he says goodbye by saying that she he hopes that she finds what she's looking for. Uh, and then we never see him again. And then we never see <laughs> oh. him again, and we're all better off for it. He's yeah. off with that lady from episode two, living on an <laughs> island somewhere. Uh, being weirdly horny together. <laughs> yeah, being weirdly horny together. Um, uh. 
But yeah. Inside the bus, Ward and May share a drink uh, and give Skye the cold shoulder while she heads in on her way to Coulson's office. Once there, Coulson chews her out, accusing her of keeping a secret, uh, saying that she has to reveal it now, or basically he's done with her and she's off the team. Uh, it's very, it's very, I don't think we've seen Coulson this animatedly upset before, except for maybe when he yelled at Simmons in the first episode. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's very, it's a lot. Um, and like, I think Sky is like very, like, she doesn't feel good about betraying the team. Like, she's oh yeah. Very like emotional I think here. Yeah. This like Sky does break down in tears in this scene, which, uh, there's a lot of stuff that we could probably get into about like a grown dude yelling at like a young woman and her breaking down in tears about yeah. it, but I don't think know. that was what they were going I, for. Yeah, so. and also like that was a pretty serious betrayal. Yeah. You know? And you can't just like let that go off the I don't know if he handled it correctly, but also you can't just be pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. Like I think I like I think he feels very justifiably angry um here and but yeah it it it's it's very it's a very emotional scene especially for sky um and she takes out the microchip from her shirt um and kind of like plugs it in and reveals to colson that she what she's trying to do is that she's trying to find out more about herself and her parents and that everything on the microchip is what she spent her life gathering, uh, and that it has led to one thing, which is a redacted shield document. Yep. Um, and so she needed to get inside shield. Uh, but yeah, Coulson like immediately softens up at this, like uh, like when she starts kind of like breaking down into tears and like explains this to him, and she he agrees to help her, um, but states that she might not like what she finds. Um, yeah. He, which. It- the way he worded that sounded like he knew what was going down with that document. Maybe he doesn't know who's involved, but like it sounded like he knew what happened. I mean, I don't think I think you're right. Um, Cause I think that even if he has no idea about these specifics, I think he knows enough about shield to look at this document, see it's redacted and be like, this is not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that was definitely my reading of it, where it's just like I don't think he knows the specifics, but I think he knows enough to just be like, "Oh, this could be some really bad shit." I also like, I um, want to call something right now. Okay, right. Sky has bring out your predictions. Sky has superpowers, and her parents are superheroes. I'm putting it right down. We're putting okay. it there. All right, All right. <laughs> we'll mark we, this down. Yeah, we did. I actually did. I gonna Luca and I have been silently keeping track of a lot of your predictions, so I'm just gonna <laughs> message that to Luca very quick, so we can see if they come true or not in the future. <laughs> Um, but I, I mean, that's a bold call. <laughs> Listen, what, it's Shield. Like they're not gonna be. Yeah, just, like no. That, I I will say I will say that is a pretty fair call, just in terms of like, like there's there is something pretty significant happening if, if the situation related to your birth has been is a redacted classified <laughs> document. Yeah. And like, yeah, I, I don't know. It it seems. It's all in, really, or none at all with S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff. Yeah, it's it's definitely, I mean, it seems like a great mystery that they're setting up here, because yeah, 
I don't know about you, but when I look at my birth certificate, <laughs> it's, it's not, not a redacted shield document. <laughs> yeah. The interesting thing about that too is that I I actually paused the episode here and took a closer look at the document. It it's not, it doesn't seem to be a shield document. It seems to be a document that shield took and like stamped with the shield classified thing and redacted on its own because at the top it says saint agnes orphanage like it seems like a like an orphanage document that shield took and redacted which is also very interesting but yeah i i'll i'll just say right now that like when i first watched this like this this was like my biggest like oh shit moment like in terms of like oh this is like i'm i am invested now in this (laughs) and i and i do think like like looking back on it this thread is probably my favorite thread. You have no idea one. how much it took for me not to immediately watch the second, the next episode. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's okay, yeah, but this... I have to say, episode six is one of my favorite episodes in the whole mm-hmm. series. You're it's not, not because of this storyline. I'm sorry, but <laughs> yeah, it's no, really episode. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, but this this thread. Yeah, it, it, I will say it does not disappoint. <laughs> It okay. doesn't like, point, yeah. like it's a really, the really compelling thread. Yeah, uh, as he as he finishes saying that, um, or like he says that she might not like what she finds. She responds that it can't be any worse than what she's imagined, which again just breaks my heart. Yeah, protects guy. <laughs> she is child. Uh, he hands her a bracelet. Sky takes it, accepting her punishment. Um, I can't help but think that she's still, cause she's still in Rising Tide. Like she didn't tell him that, right? I don't know. Her relationship I, with the Rising Tide seems complicated at this point. Yeah, yeah, I think I think this episode. I I don't remember how if it comes up at all in the rest of the season, but the impression that I get from this episode is that like this is her like her cutting ties with Miles is symbolic of her cutting ties with the Rising Tide in general. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, but I mean, okay, I don't know if I get the impression that they know that she was still in. The, they know that she bet- betrayed them by you know goofing with Miles and letting him go, but I don't know. If she explicitly like admitted to being in the rising tide still, because she is working for them, right? Yeah, yeah, and they know that. They know that she's working. Yeah. For them. Oh, okay. Because they—that's how they found her in the first place—is because they found her because she was a hacker for the rising. Yeah, tide. but I thought they might have been under the impression that she no longer did that once she joined the team, like. No, I think they still understood that she like that like like that whole idea of bringing her on as a consultant. Like I I think that they got that like she is still hacker girl, you know, yeah. in a big way. Um, but like I don't think that they expected her to like fully betray them in the way that she did. Yeah, like I like, think I, they were think... fine with her doing whatever she was doing for the Rising Tide, so long as it didn't interfere with their stuff. Yeah, exactly. See, it was the ominous I'm in text that really just made me feel like maybe they didn't know the specific details. I think that was two miles at this point. I think that's what that uh, was. That tracks. Yeah. That tracks, actually. Um, like, because I don't know who else she would be texting. <laughs> or yeah. whatever. Texting. Yeah. Messaging. What is What do you do in a Blackberry? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Um, 
but yeah, that's the end of the episode, except for the post logo scene, which we get Reyna going into like a prison like meeting room, basically with the plexiglass wall and the two telephones. Um, which is just life now. That's just yeah. everywhere. <laughs> God, yeah, me me going to the grocery store and buying all my, paying for all of my shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah. She talks to this real creepo dude who is somehow more creepy than Reyna has been Which for this impressive. entire episode. <laughs> Which is just uh, this whole like I, I know we talked about it at the very beginning, but this whole exchange just made me so uncomfortable. I hate both of them. <laughs> Yeah, so I just, like this. yeah, it just makes my skin crawl, which is definitely supposed to. But like, oh, the sexual vibes is just weird as fuck. I could feel myself making a face during this whole thing. Yeah, and like, like Raina feels weirdly infantile during this, despite being like a grown woman who like definitely has agency in this, like, yeah, this scene and organization. Like, like it's just like so many extremely bad vibes somehow like yeah. it's especially when he's like you got a pretty dress oh my god i know <laughs> yeah, oh, I it's, it. yeah it's or it's just like it, it's not even that because it's just like it's just like he says i like your dress and then she like she like is standing up and like puts the mouthpiece of the phone to her while like looking him dead in the eyes and just it says i know and then leaves which is just ugh, i hate it so much <laughs> I also want to address this is at least the the vibe I got is this is definitely like a what's the what's split situation where it's like this guy is the clairvoyant right that's a good that's a good theory that's a good theory yeah Yeah. well Um, I don't know that made me uncomfortable because that's the vibe I got and I yeah I mean if if that's the case huge yikes (laughs) huge Um, big yikes (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, there's there's some plot, capital P plot stuff that is, gets hinted at here, where they talk about the doctor dying, um, about how Shield has interfered, how it's time to move on to quote unquote stage two, uh, and Reyna asks him to touch base with someone called the clairvoyant uh, about stage three, which is interesting, especially coming off of last episode. Yeah. Because in that episode, we were very basically explicitly told that, like, hey, people who see the future and stuff like that and have, like, psychic powers don't exist. I didn't even or, think about that context, yeah. Yeah. Where, like, and the, like, the idea of someone called the clairvoyant pretty heavily implies that he could see the future, or at least, like, could see, or the, like, they could see, have some sort of, like, extrasensory Pre-cog. cognition. Yeah. Right. Shit going on. Which is a big yikes. Yeah, this whole scene is just like super weird vibes and I hate it. <laughs> yeah, extremely also, cursed energy. Extremely cursed energy and also worried energy because mm-hmm. what the fuck are they doing? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm curious as to what your impression of this is because I know how, Luke and I know how all this stuff pans out, but. Well, I'm wondering how this hit you. I mean, like I said, I think that this guy is definitely because who are you talking to in prison? Who are yeah. you ta- like? <laughs> this who guy are you is talking to in prison. Yeah, like you're not just allowed to go see a psychic in prison. 
But yeah, that's my I think impression. that's a definitely a good call. Is like, is this guy the clairvoyant? Cause yeah, yeah and I don't know. Be. Like, also this dude is creepy as hell. We've mentioned yeah, that he's he's times. definitely a big enough weirdo to be somebody <laughs> called the clairvoyant. Yeah. Yeah. It's like there's also the thing where where Reyna says just like like I need I want you to touch base with the clairvoyant and then the way he takes the way he responds to that is the clairvoyant does not like to be yeah, touched which, like like oh. that gave me very split the movie vibes and I was like I don't like that at all actually yeah yeah actually I've never seen Split but just going off the trailers like that is exactly the vibe that this guy yeah. gives off <laughs> just creepy as hell it's unfortunate. Unfortunate. Yeah, that movie sucks. I haven't <laughs> seen that movie, but it sucks. They did a big crossover between it and Mr. Glass, and uh, what's the one where with the cop, Unbreakable. Yeah. Yeah. And it sucks. M Night Shyamalan but... and Ding Dong. Yeah. yeah. That guy. Fuck him. Anyway. Um. But yeah, I guess does anyone have any closing thoughts? This has been a long one. Yeah. Man, I have to wait two weeks to watch episode six. Which is I know. I, I, we should, we'll warn you at the beginning of that episode, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there, <laughs> let me just tell you that this podcast will take a significant turn yeah. <laughs> after that episode. Yeah. Um, for reasons you may not expect. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, everybody dies. Everybody dies. <laughs> yep, we start over. Clean slate. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah, as we kind of hinted at, uh, next episode will be the famous or infamous season one episode six titled Bzzt or F Z Z T. Um, and yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one. Oh, I'm excited! I've been waiting for this um, since we started I've this been, podcast. I've been waiting for this for so long. Um, but yeah, uh, you guys can't you so do much. this to me. <laughs> Sorry. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, thank you to uh, Mel who did our great podcast art as always, uh, and. Thank you to Abnormal Mapping for hosting us on their network. You can find them at abnormalmapping.com and you can give to their Patreon at patreon.com slash abnormalmapping. Also follow our Twitter. Yeah, also follow our Twitter, please. I do, I I am more and more proud of the live tweets that I've been doing. Her live Um, tweets are literally so funny. They send me every time. And she's made them spoiler-proof for Buck, because he also <laughs> follows it. So they're just, like, somewhat incoherent. Um, That's great. But, yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Um, and, yeah. Join us in a few moments while Luca and I talk about spoilers for this episode, which we're going to end up... Did you oh. mention the Twitter handle? Oh, fuck, yeah. No, the Twitter handle is uh, is the bus pod on Twitter go follow us there um and yeah uh this is the time where we say goodbye to buck and we do our spoiler section uh we're gonna fucking end up with another two hour episode. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, no. Okay, we're going to have to do some heavy editing on this one. But, yeah. All right. Goodbye, Buck. Goodbye. Bye. Welcome back, everyone, and uh, welcome to level seven, our spoiler section. Uh, And, yeah, I guess we can kind of just jump right into it, huh? This episode's already gone on long. Yep. I mean, big episode for big plot. Yeah. I I have one spoiler note, and it's been consistent with all of my spoiler notes. Which is? Ward playing Battleship with Sky makes me want to fucking scream. <laughs> I'm so upset. <laughs> okay, when I got to that, I forgot that scene happened, and I was like, God help me. Like, it is so dark to see him, like, acting so buddy-buddy and cheery and, like, know. whatever. And you know that this motherfucker is about to, like... Just betray them. <laughs> yeah, like this is by far the grossest I felt about like like about Ward, but also like in this rewatch, like as a whole, like this is like that was the point where I was just like, I, I this feels just so gross for yeah. me right now, because like I know this is like a different thing, but but like you and I before this for like totally unrelated reasons who were talking about like abusers and shit. Mm-hmm. And like, I couldn't help but like read that into like all of the shit that has been happening in this scene. Like it is just, it just fills me with so much like anger watching him here. Yeah. It's like Daisy is just so like cute and innocent and just like having fun here and like being probably the most genuinely happy we've seen her yeah and like ward ward is also doing that too but i mean obviously not to the same extent in the same way but like the little smile that ward has that that daisy calls him on just makes me want to die yeah like i you know we complain about him being a bad spy in the the first half of the episode or whatever but like oh my god, this motherfucker, like, I don't know if he's just, like, delusional or, like, what, but, man, he is playing these people like a fucking fiddle. And mm-hmm. I was I was also considering, the first time I watched the series, I was so taken aback by May and Ward hooking up whenever they do that. Yeah. And this is, like, the only episode where I could see, like, because they have that drink at the end or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I, I have to wonder if this was where it began. <laughs> yeah but i was just like he just like gets in with all these people like he Mm -hmm. gets in with may physically he like (laughs) he's like buddy buddies with sky and like seducing her (laughs) yeah Uh, like like sky like her playful attitude with him here just like fills me so much with so much dread because like we also just watched we're in the middle of watching season seven and like we just watched the last episode the latest episode of it like last night and like this playful attitude that she has here is like almost totally absent from her yeah like in the later season like like that part of her is basically gone now and ward is the fucking one who took it from her yeah like i feel like everyone it was like a loss of innocence like as soon as ward did that turn like Mm-hmm. Like Fitzsimmons were like irreparably broken, and like Daisy like lost the ability to trust people <laughs> again. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It. It's so. It's oh, it's so gross. Yeah. 
Like, I can't wait till we can just say fuck Ward and fuck everything about him because, mm-hmm. oh, God. watch Like, pre- watching him pretend to be their friend is, like, so disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, also, speaking of disgusting, Reyna is so creepy all the time. Yeah, yeah. I forgot to mention this during the, the main part of the episode, but, like, when I first watched season one for the first time, I was just, like, so totally not sold on Reyna as a villain. I'm just like, this just feels weird and, like, like weirdly acted and weirdly performed and weirdly written, and, like, I don't get it at all. But, like, kind of watching it back now, it it feels... It, it, it feels very creepy, but in a, like, a, in a pretty well-done way, I think. Like, I think I've kind of come yeah. around on Reyna's I... character as, like, a... Just... just this creepy manipulative woman yeah like i think that in the first season and not even i think towards the end of the season it gets better but the especially during the first part where you don't really know reyna she just comes across as like this weird lady who's like kind of cringe but then Mm -hmm. once you figure out like this is her whole like built persona that she has formed because she realizes it works it like yeah. gets worse but also better <laughs> yeah the other thing the other thing that makes me like super cringe with reyna is and like creeps me out with her is like is again this kind of like i i mentioned it before but is this kind of like weird infantile sense that you get from her when she interacts with certain people like yeah like she like we'll get to it with i think the one of the biggest things with it is like when she first meets um fucking carrot Mm -hmm. um and she's like this weird this weird sense of like reverence towards him um and and then i think it's the worst when we get to sky's dad and she's like basically starts acting like a child around him Um, yeah it's it's really it's such a weird dynamic because yeah she like just like adapts to whatever situation she's in. Yeah, like everything about her just sets me on edge, which is yeah. which is a which is a good thing in terms of like I feel like that's what they're trying to do with her, but like it just ugh, it, yeah, it gives me the creeps. Yeah, I don't I just oh, the first season villains are pretty good. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Reyna is definitely up there because the way they write her and the way that Ruth Nagar plays her is just like so fucking creepy. Yeah. Yeah. And I hate it. <laughs> also, this isn't important at all, but who the fuck is this man? I don't know. Like he, he I remember him. Like I know he's like in season one. Yeah. But like, I don't know his name. I don't know what he does. Like I don't, I literally don't know like he's, shit. I and... forget his name. It's something like very stereotypical Russian, I think yeah but like um, but he's like the go between and i don't know why between like garrett like, and um reyna yeah it's it's so weird because he doesn't make any sense in like the narrative or anything like it's just it's just wild um yeah. i did have one other thing yeah but i didn't note down in my notes but i thought about it when i was watching the episode which is just I think I think Daisy has a type. She definitely has a type. I was just like watching this. I was just like, this man looks 
identical to Lincoln. Like this man is like a basically like a like a brown haired clone of Lincoln and like slightly less skinny. It's it's very it was very strange. Yeah, Daisy definitely has a type. Um <laughs> I sorry, I I was just thinking about the reaction podcast that we're going to do not tonight but eventually. Mm-hmm. And I there is some theories <laughs> floating around about Daisy and Daniel Souza and I just cannot oh, no. stand them. <laughs> oh. oh no. I that that oh god that does not make me feel good. Oh, Daisy, Daisy at this point cannot date a man. <laughs> like it would just, no. we talked about it before, but oh God, like all of her options are awful. Yeah, they're all bad. Like we should just keep her single until the end of the season mm-hmm. and just not address it because I feel like that's yeah. the best option. Yeah. Like maybe if Piper was still there, they could do something, oh, God, but I don't Piper. know where Piper is right now. So Yeah. Rip Piper. Rip Piper. But yeah. Um, side note, just like quickly, the room that they take Chin to, I thought was Afterlife for a hot second. I was like, is this Afterlife? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, it very not. much has those vibes. I guess, I, I mean, like, I guess they're they're just trying to do like, kind of like stereotypical, like lavish Chinese, yeah, vaguely yeah. Chinese Eastern aesthetics. Um. Which, Which is, is definitely also just afterlife. what afterlife is. <laughs> yeah. So, but I saw it. and I was just like, that looks like afterlife. Which is weird, yeah. considering where Raina ends up in a couple seasons, <laughs> or well, next season. Yeah. Yeah, but other than that, it's just I love. I I'm so glad we got the rising tide thing over with. I'm. Oh I'm yeah. Forever tired with that plot line. <laughs> Yeah. And same with Miles because that guy's a dick. Yeah. Like I said, I do like I think I talked about this in in the during the pilot episode and then again here. Like I think the Rising Tide, a lot of the stuff that the Rising Tide kind of introduces in terms of like Sky's ideology is super interesting in terms of like how it adds to the politics of the show, but they just don't do anything with it. So no. fucking like it's it's boring as shit at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I just, uh, I I am just so ready for us to like really move into like the mm-hmm. meat of Shield, which we will oh, next yeah. next episode with Fitzsimmons for sure. Oh yeah, which is so funny because at the beginning we we're like, oh, it's so nice to see everybody so happy, and now I'm like, you know what? I could use some angst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit of it's, angst. It's gonna be. Oh yeah, this is really much like we're we're at the top of the fucking roller coaster peak now. Yeah, we are. Like I, In... I literally was sitting there and I was like, "Are we hyping this episode too much up for Buck?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah." I w- I was like that too. I was just like, "Is this episode like really that?" And then I was just I thought about it for a moment and I thought about like what this episode kind of like leads to yeah. further down the line. And I was just like, no, this is, this is a good one. Yeah. Like I, I, like we've had like small emotional gut punches, gut, gut, gut punches. But I feel like, I mean, the moment when 
Fitz is like screaming at Gemma from the other side of the wall is just like so uh, iconic and yeah, heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know how many times I've seen that gif in all of the fucking gift sets yeah. for every fucking season. <laughs> like it is like it is like one of the iconic moments. Yeah, like I mean, like the scene underwater is literally like one of the most iconic. But I mean, that's Fitz is like. Fid, Fids is like, I mean, it's up there. <laughs> yeah, like the shot, like the shot of Fitz like screaming from the other side of the glass. Yeah, and then the shot of like Gemma just like standing on the edge of the hangar door with like the wind whipping behind her are like two images that are like forever burned into my mind at this yeah. point. <laughs> like, I mean, I-, I could probably recite that scene like in my sleep because I've seen it so mm-hmm. many fucking times. But yeah. And we get, oh, we get the cheek kiss. Oh, it's so yep. cute. Yep. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited. <laughs> oh, man. Well, right. other than that, Buck, oh, wait, we didn't mention, but Buck totally called Daisy having powers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was very good. Buck's been on it since, like, for predictions. Like, we've been, we've been, t- we've, Luke and I have been joking about it privately, but Buck has been fucking on one. <laughs> for yeah. like all of the predictions that he's been making it, it's seriously killing me he's called like robot colson he's called yeah. alien colson <laughs> yeah today he called uh. t- time travel in a roundabout way mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm just like fuck you gotta stop <laughs> <laughs> and both of us were like not sure how to handle it when he called daisy I... having powers I know, I know. I was just like, as soon as you, as soon as you were just like, that's a pretty bold statement. I like, I had to jump on it just to be like, well, maybe it's not such a bold statement because <laughs> I did. I very much wanted to like leave room because I, I was, I'm so worried at this point that we're gonna spoil something for him. I know. I like. I. <laughs> it's so hard because he's so good <laughs> guessing shit. I know. But I, I'm like, I don't want to say like anything that's gonna give away what happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm so terrified of saying Daisy instead of Sky and him being like, what? <laughs> and yeah. I'll just be like, oh, sorry. There's another character later named Daisy. Yeah. <sighs> it's, yeah, it's going to it's gonna be a fun time when we start getting to those reveals. Um, yeah, I'm very excited to get there. I'm also, yeah, like part of the reason why I'm so worried about spoiling stuff for him is that like, his takes on stuff from like with like fresh eyes are like genuinely like really interesting. Yeah. It's, it's funny how like he sees everything so dark in in his Mm -hmm. first couple episodes, which is hilarious because I went into this as like a pure eyed child and like, didn't really expect it to get that dark and it gets really dark. Yeah. But I feel like it's almost the opposite with Buck. Yeah. Like that's the thing is that like, like this rewatch is I definitely feel like I've been the most cynical out of like all the many times I've watched this <laughs> show where it's just like like now that I'm like really paying attention to like every detail I'm just like oh shit there's some like pretty fucked up shit happening here huh or it's yep. like the first time I just kind of like wrote it off it's just like oh this is just tv show stuff like oh of course like you know like the oh they had to sacrifice Chen that's sad but like you know tough choices am I right <laughs> where it's just like oh no this is this doesn't make me feel good yeah it's, but, it's yeah. not great it's not great <laughs> but 
We're only at the beginning. We yep. Six more We're seasons. Only at to the go. beginning. Woof. Woof. Alright, well, do you have anything else? I don't think so. Okay. I love how we were like, oh, so much happened this episode, but we have such a short spoiler cast. Yeah. <laughs> because. Yeah, we got our mandatory five minutes of just like grossing out of Ward. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's really yeah. the main point of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man yeah like i i like that's the probably like i think the only reason this spoiler section exists is because i can only pretend ward is a good person for about an hour before i have to say something about how he's a nazi piece of shit um so yeah we need an outlet okay we just need an outlet Mm -hmm. to scream about how terrible of a person he is yeah and we can't do that in front of buck because it would ruin the whole thing yeah yeah Oh man. Okay, well, I'm gonna close this out. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to us and sticking with us through this uh longer than usual episode. <laughs> um I can't promise that we'll get better because the next episode is gonna be uh, uh quite the quite the one. Um as we've as we've talked about. Uh, and if you're listening to the spoiler section, as I'm sure you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thanks again to Mel, who did our art. Uh, you can find her at Squirrel Curls, Squirrel Curls on Twitter. Thanks once again to Abnormal Mapping uh, for hosting us on their network. You can find them at abnormalmapping.com uh, and patreon.com slash abnormalmapping. You should give them money. They do a lot of good work, and a lot of that good work is really good. Um, and yeah, you can also follow us on Twitter uh, at the bus pod. Uh, apparently, I've been making some good tweets lately. Excellent <laughs> so, tweets. Uh, so you should you should do that. Um, and yeah. Next rewatch episode that we do will be on episode six, but that won't be out for two weeks. And in the meantime, uh, next episode will be our spoiler cast on episodes four and five of season seven, which are quite the episodes, may quite I say. The episode. I yeah. have some high tier theories. Oh yeah, I have you. some. I have some high tier theories. I have some high tier thoughts. I'm going to go out on a limb here and just say that I think episode five might be one of my favorite episodes of S.H.I.E.L.D. ever. Wow. Um, Damn. So. Bold statements. Yeah. It's going to be, we we haven't recorded that yet, but it's going to be, it's going to be a good one. Um, So you should definitely listen to that. Uh, But I think that about covers it. Uh, Again, thank you so much for listening and join us again next week. Bye. Bye.